I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. All right, guys, welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is the chaos underneath. I have been surfing a lot of high tides lately. It's just been the, it's been lining up at the time of day that I've been able to get out in the water, and it happens to have been high tide quite a bit. And the thing with high tide, it, well, especially when the waves are bigger, especially when the, the little bit size to the waves, there's lots of movement in the water. Well, the high tide makes it so that there's even more movement in the water. So I find myself at the end of waves, or just all around, actually. Let's say, I'm going to take this from the very beginning. As soon as I paddle in the water, like jump in, I get in the water, I'm paddling against current, I'm paddling sideways current. The high tide is smashing against the cliffs, and the water is pushing back and forth everywhere. So I'm paddling out to the lineup, and the current is just pushing me all around. I focus on where I want to go. I got to get out to the lineup, and the water is pushing me north, south, east, west. It's crazy. And then I catch these waves, and the waves are pretty great at the same time because of the high tide and the stuff that's going on, on underneath the water. They're not very clean and consistent all the time. So a lot of times with the high tide, this water is bouncing off the cliffs or the shore, and it's pushing back underneath. So there's this wave that's coming, it's, if you can picture it, and it's going towards the cliffs. This is the wave that you would ride. Yet underneath the water, there's another wave coming back towards it. Sometimes they collide with the wave. Sometimes it's just enough to, 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 push the, to um, suppress the energy, to suppress the energy of the wave that I want to ride to make it a very weak wave. Because not all the energy is going in one direction. There's all kinds of shit going on underneath the surface, keeping this wave from being fully powerful. From being the wave, the the source of energy that I want it, that I need it to be, to be able to ride it effectively. And then I catch this wave. So sometimes what will happen, you know this during high tide, the waves will actually die. You get on this wave, it seems beautiful, picks up, you catch it. You're riding it. It's awesome. And then it just dies out of nowhere. It's like almost like sometimes it runs into the back of another wave or something. It's just all this energy under the water, all this movement of water underneath the surface that's jacking everything up. And the wave will just die. It's like, what the heck happened? Or sometimes it will literally collide with other waves going sideways. Here in the cliffs, like waves will go sideways. Like all this water is moving in so many different directions. And it messes with the actual efficient energy of this one wave that I'm riding. And then I get off the wave, and I'm near the cliffs. If it's high tide, you know, I, I get off the waves closer to the cliffs because the water is pushing all the way up against the cliffs, all the way up against the walls. It can be downright dangerous. And then I get up against there, and I'm trying to paddle out, and the water is sucking me in, it's sucking me out, it's pushing me sideways, left, right, every direction. And it's really messy, it's hard... So I'm sitting there trying to get back out to the lineup, but I can find myself often stuck in this place of just trying to survive. Like I'm just trying to stay on my board, trying to 
trying to get myself going in one direction. Because I'm on the board, but the waves are pushing me sideways, trying to push me off the board, trying to turn my board sideways. It's not just the waves. like It's the actual underwater surface movement. It's the different currents going different directions. And this is what's going on with high tide. By the time I get back out there, well, the same thing happens again. But by the time I come in, if, I ha- if it's still high tide, just paddling back into the cliffs, the water is going everywhere once again. As I try to get out, like I have to like literally keep on course correcting myself because I set my intentions, I set my target, like where I'm going to paddle to, to get out of the water, to get to the cliffs. And as I'm paddling in that one direction, the current will sweep me to the north and it'll sweep me to the south and it'll sweep me to the north again. And then waves will come at me in different directions. It is just pure fucking chaos. And what's wild is that is the way we often operate in our day-to-day life. The cool thing about the ocean is it's, it happens every day. You have these high tides. Sometimes you have really big waves and high tides. It's chaos. It's kind of fun. It's different. It can be frustrating, and it can be amazing. But guess what? Give it a couple hours, it's going to be medium tide again. And then a low tide. Everything calms down. Everything is very direct and clean when it comes to low tide. You get super low tide, it can get dumpy, but you know what to expect. There's not water moving different directions. It's dumpy, and you know exactly where it is dumping. The waves are powerful, and they're, well, it's exactly, the waves are powerful because you don't have the underwater chaos going all kinds of different directions. You have very efficient and effective wave energy going on. Where inside your life are you constantly dealing with chaos underneath? Sometimes it puts you in survival mode. Other times it's just simply knocking you off course. But you find yourself operating in high tide and it's robbing you of being able to go directly in one direction to hit your targets, to get the results that you're looking for, to make your way back to the cliffs, to ride a clean wave, to get back out to the lineup, to head in one direction and stay on course. Where is that for you? I was talking to a guy mm, yesterday, I believe, and he messaged me on Facebook. He said, you know, he's... He struggles with anger management. And I was talking to him on the phone, and it's something he's been you know, going through a few years, or he's been dealing with, and with counseling therapy, things like that, over the course of a few years. And basically, the gist of it is he finds himself much better off. Like, basically, he learned how to deal with the high tide. And so he finds himself, he gets triggered, he gets angry, he gets frustrated, and where he used to just snap and blow up and, and cause a lot of pain, well, he's, been, he's become very good at suppressing it, at just dealing with it, dealing with the anger, managing the anger, managing the high tide. And so he finds himself in a place where instead of having a vision, a direction where he wants to go, he's actually just finding himself trying to survive, trying to manage the anger. And he gets it under control only to find himself a week later or a month later or six months later dealing with the exact same trigger again. 
on a different level, not even a different level, the exact same trigger again. He has, to, he has to suppress it all again. So he's constantly managing this high tide. He's constantly managing all this anger and frustration and guilt and shame and disappointment, all this stuff underneath the surface. He takes a break, takes a step away. He sweeps it under the rug, only to find himself back in the same cycle, going at it again and again. And ultimately, getting nowhere. He's just in a mode of survival with his emotions. All this chaos underneath the surface, he has two options. He sees it as this way. He has two options. One is either I can let my anger fly, which doesn't work. People get hurt. Or I can suppress it, take time by myself, and sweep it under the rug, which ultimately doesn't work. It gets him nowhere. And then eventually, the thing is, he can only suppress the anger for so long until, you know what? The volcano goes off. And that's what most of us do. That's how I operated my life for the first 30 plus years of my life. That's how I operated. Constantly suppressing my feelings, my emotions, my desires, my passion. I couldn't give myself permission. It was wrong. It was, it was dangerous. And because of that, I suppressed not just my anger. I suppressed all of who I am different compartments of my life, I would suppress that because that suppressing is painful because I had to deal with those emotions. For me, I would turn to sedation. I would turn to playing video games or surfing or other things. But I constantly found myself in this place of either tolerating my frustrations or trying to manage them rather than simply transitioning to the next tide. Go to medium tide, go to low tide. So in this game, I've taken a step of out of managing the, the anger, managing the frustration. There's a new possibility inside my coaching and training that I do, the habits, the practices, the tools, the framework, there's a possibility beyond going through the same cycle again and again and again, going through the same triggers, the same problems, the same frustrations, the same anger about the same shit over and over and over and ultimately going nowhere inside my relationship with myself, inside my relationships with everyone around me. But I want you to consider that there's an evolution of you. There's a version of yourself inside of you that... What triggers you today? This man inside of you, he doesn't get triggered by it. He's greater than it. He doesn't get pissed off by it. He doesn't get disappointed by it. He doesn't build up guilt and shame about it. He sees something differently. There's something that he sees. There's a gift that he has that has unlocked a greater power, and he has overcome that trigger. He's overcome that frustration. He's not managing shit. He's beyond it. I want you to consider that possibility for yourself. One of the big accessing points to that was crazy is we can't ever, we often can't get there because we're taught that, hey, I can't go into my anger. Like, I can't have rage. I can't be angry. I can't be just, most of us struggle. Like, I'll take this into the Christian world for a minute. 
people are blown away. They don't even know what to do when they, when they hear about Jesus flipping over tables and stuff. Because it's not talked about much where he showed his anger. And so we're taught as Christians, usually, hey, don't show your anger. Don't be like that. Be nice. Show, be loving. And all of our lives, in the church, out of the church, everywhere, even in the military, you don't kill out of anger. You kill out of, or you execute out of discipline. You actually suppress your emotions. Suppress your pain. Suppress all of you to just be a robot. And I'm not saying that's wrong in any way. That's just simply the way we operate. And because of that, well, we have PTSD. Because of that, we operate on the same triggers. We have the same triggers that trigger the same emotions inside of us over and over and over. And it keeps building up and building up and building up. Eventually, it becomes PTSD or some milder version that shows up in our marriage, in our relationships, in our relationship with ourself. But there is a version inside of you that is beyond, that becomes more. That's able to build greater relationships, have more connection because he goes beyond those triggers. And so bring it back to the access point of that. We're taught that, you know what? I can't go to this place. This rage inside of me is dangerous. It's hurtful. It's a lot of us consider that I'm, I'm fucked up because of it. I'm broken. I'm messed up. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why I'm so angry. I have an anger problem. How many times have I heard that? I have an anger problem. What if you didn't? What if you're just a fucking human being? And you gave yourself permission to be angry. And so this is one of just the access. I can't even call it a tool. It's just one of the access points of being able to see this inside of what I do. One of the tools is actually release the rage. So being able to go into that dark, dark place in our hearts, where the anger is, where the pain is, and giving ourselves permission to go there, be angry. Not necessarily right in front of everybody, releasing, like being able to release the rage. I literally, I will go out and buy furniture. I haven't done this in a long time. I will get furniture so I can break it. I'm not recommending that to anyone. It just works for me. I love breaking shit. And there are times like, well, I just really need to release a lot of anger, a lot of rage, a lot of frustration. So I will literally get furniture and I will destroy it, <laughs> destroy it in my closet. I'll get a fucking dowel rod or something and I'll beat the shit out of a chair or an ottoman or something and destroy it. Throw it in the trash can. Go find another one at a garage sale. I will release the rage, I will scream, I will yell into a towel, I will access this part of me that all my life I've actually suppressed it. I can't go there. That's a really messed up person. But I'll give myself permission to go there. Scream into a towel, yell into a towel. And inside that permission, the thing is it's not about the screaming, it's not about the yelling, it's not about the breaking stuff. That's just what I, what I, one of the things I do. But it's the ability to give myself that permission to take a look at this high tide. Take a look at what's actually going on underneath the surface. Become aware of it, understand it, own it. People talk about ownership and taking responsibility all the time. Most of what I, my experience of it, most men, because we're taught that we should be this way, 
well, the words coming out of our mouth are pretty. We say we're responsible. We say we're taking ownership. But what's actually going on is we sweep it under the fucking rug. So we're bullshitting ourselves. There's no ownership of our emotions. We're, we think we're better than our emotions. We can just put a straight face on. Act cold as steel. And we believe, we believe we're mastering our emotions. I want you to consider that it's actually the complete opposite. You take some time to yourself. You release the rage. You access the emotions. Figure out what's going on underneath the surface. Rather than tolerating it, rather than trying to manage it and survive, getting pushed around by the high tide and trying to be a master at managing the high tide, be a master at calming the ocean. Figure out what is going on underneath the surface and causing it to be still. So you can get directly from where you are where you are now to where you ultimately want to go. And it starts with releasing the rage. It starts with giving yourself permission to be human. Going into your dark, going into your emotions, going into hatred. God, hatred is a powerful word because most people wouldn't dare give themselves permission to hate, to say that they hate. Their minds are like, oh, I don't hate anybody. I don't like them. I don't agree with them. But ultimately, I love them. When the reality is that's what they think, that they love them. Their hearts and their context, the way, they, the way of being, the way they carry themselves, all their actions, the way they speak, the context and their, the tone of their voice, everything inside of them says, you know what? Fuck you. I hate you. But the words come out bullshit. They say pretty things like I like you or I, or I don't like you, but I love you. Parents do this to their children. Spouses do this to each other. I experience this in church all the time because, you know, most people think that if I hate someone, I'm, I'm pretty much, if I hate someone in my heart, I'm pretty much killing them. I'm murdering them. I'm sinful. I'm horrible. I'm fucked up. So instead of owning the fact that, you know what, right now, this is where I am. I hate this person. And sitting with those emotions, how does that cause you to feel? I hate, and I feel guilty, I feel ashamed. And inside of that dark place, I can actually start seeing some new possibilities and shift, make a shift. I go through this four-step process of facing the mirror, finding the flame, building the game, and owning the frame. And it causes you to ultimately see something different and become something different and make a new commitment that causes you to become bigger than your trigger, beyond your trigger. That your trigger, what triggered you yesterday doesn't trigger you today. What triggered you one year ago doesn't trigger you today. But you have to give yourself permission to not just manage the high tide, not just manage your emotions, but go through those emotions. Become aware. Give yourself permission to take a look underneath the surface. Where's all this water moving around? Why is it moving around? Does this, like, is everyone else, what triggers me, does it trigger this person? Would it trigger some person I would really look up to? Because I guarantee you, what triggers you doesn't trigger every single person in this world. There's something, some way about how you're seeing things, how you are operating, your worldview, your belief system. That causes you to be triggered, causes you to judge someone, and it doesn't cause all 8 billion 
plus or however many people in this world to judge the same person. You get to ask, you get to call face in the mirror. You get to ask yourself some deep, deep questions and go beyond. So you're not in that same cycle over and over, ultimately going nowhere, just trying to manage your emotions. But you seriously become a master of your emotions. The master of your fate, the captain of your soul. Calm your ocean. All right, guys. I know this is a big one. This is a long one. This is something I'm super, super duper passionate about. This is a big part of the work that I do day in, day out from the moment I wake up. I do with my family. I do with everyone around me. I do with myself first and foremost every single day. If you'd like to learn more, I invite you to reach out to me. And I just touched on releasing the rage. This stuff goes super, super deep. I couldn't go into all this inside this podcast. But if it, it piques your interest, you want to learn more, you want to get out of that cycle, and you just don't know how, why well, I have the path for you. Live Wildly Connected Framework and the tools, training, I have everything for you. And I would love to have a conversation with you. So check me out. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan P. Lampy. You can email me at Ryan P. Lampy Coaching at gmail.com. All right, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. If you enjoyed this message, if you've gotten value from this message, be sure to share this with someone you know who could really use that value also. And with that, I love you all and have a powerful day. I'll catch you next time on the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and have a powerful...